This is a Lit Match production. Ooh, ah, that's hot. 2020, we're whoever the fuck we want. (laughs) I have a screenshot of it. Um, I can pull it up. Holy Jesus, motherfuck, it's hot. Whew. I just, I can't, The if I pull the fan up any higher or bring it any closer, it's too loud. It get, it's get. Oh, man, I turned the fan off because it was too loud. I'm just sweating. It's, it's fine. I'm also just sweating. So, we, yeah, okay. what I, we took a quick, we took a quick break. Um what i think about a lot is how to explain non-binariness and it is embarrassing a little bit but also this is a podcast so we're here to be embarrassing i don't know yeah whatever i'm gonna fucking talk about whatever i want to talk about do it i'm done with people telling me what i can and can't think so Anyway, we've hit the real hours. (laughs) Not that anyone has ever thought they could tell me what to do because I just actively don't listen. (laughs) Welcome to Free Live Cams. We do whatever the fuck we want. Thanks for listening. Um, embarrassingly enough, the so (sighs) this is the context again. This is. Refer back to episode one where I thank you. Okay, just Haley is telling me I'm good, so I'm just gonna keep going. And y'all can you got a fast forward button, you probably have two 15 seconds and 30 seconds. So, the label that I use as far as my sexual orientation as opposed to my gender identification or orientation is bisexual. I came out when I was 17 years old, and my bisexuality has been the only sorry about the sirens, has been the only consistent part of my life for the last 10 years. I have come a long way with my gender. I've come a long way with my personality, with my politics, with my relationship to myself and other people. And being a bisexual is the only thing that I have and have had all of this time. So I stick really firmly to that label, even though I I acknowledge and understand the contradiction um, not that I owe anyone this throat clear, but I, I want to acknowledge the contradiction of saying I am both non-binary and also bisexual because they are inherently pushing back against each other. Um, I like the idea of bisexual as the same gender as you and a different gender than you because I see myself outside of gender. I see anyone with a gender and anyone also like me with no gender that's sort of how i spin the bisexual label i think i never really felt comfortable with pan i don't really know why i mean i do know why but that's like really not a conversation for this podcast at this exact moment maybe at some point in the future but um my bisexuality is is just a part of me 
and that's who I am and, and what I feel. So a part of being a bisexual uh, in this moment, a non-binary bisexual, is that I have an interest in dating all kinds of people, uh, including unfortunately an attraction to cis men not unfortunately some of them are fine uh and so i find myself wondering how to have those conversations because i have uh, some crushes i have a crush or two on men that are cis and i don't know it's one of those like i don't want to announce myself with my genitals but i also like want to have sex sometimes with a cis dude and like how do you meet someone and be like hi i identify as non-binary but also you're gonna want to have sex with me wink 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 like yuck that's part of the systems we're trying to opt out of and like i watched so one of the other notes that i have written down is um thinking about the disclosure documentary on netflix if you haven't watched it you really should it was really 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 excellent i have not i will take note of that yeah it was i kind of put it off because i assumed it was going to be sad it was emotional it was very emotional some parts of it were sad overall very uplifting and very inspirational um absolutely 100 percent essential watching for anyone period um, especially those of us wrestling with our gender or non-gender 24-7. But this idea of like how people who are cis are so interested in our genitals, but then it all like always circles back to sexual attraction, which is like a much longer conversation than I think we're going to have here especially how long we've already been going. I think probably we've started part two at this point. Um, yeah, so I don't, I hate being like, like you see tweets that are like, oh yeah, guys say they're queer and they like cis women and non-binary people who they see as women. And I don't want to play into those stereotypes, but I also like, want to make a convincing argument so people will have sex with me <laughs> yeah no absolutely. sorry it's gross it's super gross no it's not it is, gross it's, um readers <sighs> we you. are um people who like to have sex hate to <laughs> shatter that gra- that glass wall for you um we are human beings that exist inside of bodies and sometimes bodies like to have sex so that's the disclaimer yeah so I don't know. That's just something I I wonder and like I don't know. No, it's really hard. Well, because I I also feel like there are so many things I want to talk about that are upsetting to me and to other people that I do want to talk about at other points, but not right now. But I I just feel like it's so hard for me to understand. I can conceptualize it even if I can't emotionally connect to it when people are like, I don't want to have sex with a person with those genitals. And I think that's the hardest part about non-binariness is like... No, absolutely. We still get slotted in the gender categories. Like women are non-binary people is always the thing I see. And I understand what people are going for there. 
but I always feel like okay if you're saying I'm grimacing yeah and I always like I really try not to assume that people are being harmful 24 7 because what a fucking horrible way to live your life assuming right. that everyone wants to do you harm so I feel like when I see something that's like women and non-binary people I'm like yuck but also I get it kind of but also like if you go up to those people or you tweet at those people being like, well, you say women and non-binary people, like if a non-binary person with a penis wants to join your group, are you going to let them? Like, I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm not, I don't, I can't. It's more, more policing than either of us have energy for. Right. And like, also it doesn't fucking matter to me, but also it should matter to me, but also, I don't know. So I I think that's, it's, it always comes down to genitals as much as I don't want it to ever like to be about genitals. But that's like the conversation I have in my head over and over and over again. It's like as much, that makes a ton of sense. Um, And I have been, whether our, I defined it that way or not at the time have been in a bunch of relationships with a bunch of different people who present differently and probably categorize themselves very differently. Like whenever you and I were doing whatever, like I'm sure people talked about us like we were lesbians, but like we were doing some gender stuff. We we were doing a different thing. Um, We were doing a different thing. Neither of us were ready for it. And we can talk about it at a later time, but like that was not a lesbian relationship um regardless of what genitals would have to say about it yeah i know i know i remember specifically being like you say that the two of you are boyfriend girlfriend and i was like yeah because we are yeah you were very much my boyfriend like didn't push it and i was like correct (laughs) the only person in that house who didn't push it and i'm grateful to her every time it comes up she's a married woman And we can lean further into whatever we did later on. But, like, so that's where that starts. And, like, in reflection, hysterical. Um, Very, very, very good. (laughs) But after that, um, I was with someone who was very masculine and very muscular. And it made Mm. me so uncomfortable. Um, Oh, sorry. It took me a second. (laughs) Yes. Um, and he really wanted to be my boyfriend in a very cis and straight way. And I could not handle that at all. It gave me a complete meltdown, um, at every turn. Uh, sorry to that man. And God, I um, hope he's listening. Oh, I would love if he was one of our listeners. If you're out there, you know who you are. We both love you. Hope you're well. Extremely Um, correct. And then after that, I was with somebody who I didn't mean to detail my dating history, but it is no. All I want to talk about on this podcast is my dating history. So please, it was it it was wide ranging in gender and presentation. And then I was with somebody very very briefly, and it was more that both of us were in a wild, uh, what is now honestly probably a gender panic, but at the time Mm. was a sexuality panic. and I had been a little bit further along in my journey than they were. And we were like, no, we're going to do this. And it was a very straight presenting relationship. That was the least straight thing that could have possibly existed. Also yeah. hope they're listening. Love you from the bottom of my heart. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Um, be a guest on our podcast. Yeah. No, big time. Big time. Big time. Big time. Big time. Big Big um, shout outs. <laughs> and then after that, I was in a very capital L lesbian relationship, which I was never, ever, ever comfortable with because mm. 
it was women loving women or whatever. And like that always felt bad and it always felt wrong. Um, and they were, she, I don't know, um, was much more like butch in action than me. Mm. Oh, that's where I was going with this was like, whatever we did at the time, like you were, you were the boyfriend and I was the girlfriend because I was also like much younger and further behind. I hate to keep saying it like that. But, like I was much further behind and like at the time, like <laughs> swung, swung to a much more feminine side than yeah. I would have later on. Yeah. Um, and um, when I was dating this other girl, um, who I believe still identifies that way. She was much more like, if we were going to be like butch and femme, like I would have been the femme in the relationship, but I didn't feel comfortable with that ever. Mm. Um, because I, so I leaned harder into like more androgynous stuff and whatever. And I am pretty seriously like seeing a, a cis man now. And it is the most like comfortable and queer and neutral I've ever felt in a relationship which has been so strange to front with because like we probably would have started seeing each other a year ago had I not been so completely ignorant to the idea that like I could date someone who was a man. Yeah. <laughs> um, like we had been doing this thing and like I just had no idea because it wasn't something I would let myself consider, um, which has been a really interesting navigation. But like, in this very straight cis presenting relationship, um, because I, uh, you know, I don't mean to speak for anybody else, but like, like I said before, they're all a little wiggly as a group of people. Um, they're all, they're all, they're all a little comfortable, uh, which is nice and good. But um, this very straight and cis presenting relationship is absolutely the most like comfortable and neutral and queer I've ever been, which is wild, you know. And great and amazing, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy, too. It's so cool. I love that. Yeah. I, I think part of also, like, I don't know, I, I think, and you mentioned this in our first episode, like, people assume your, your quote, scare quotes, the, yeah. the most dramatic square quotes, square quotes, mm, that's the gin talking as well, uh, <laughs> your scare quotes... Your feminist people see that because your hair is long, and yeah. I and because I dress like a slut. <laughs> I meant going. it in a loving way. Um, I know you meant it in a loving way, and I'm embracing it. Continue. Uh, yeah. So I, I feel like I don't know. It was like it was like a week after I came out as gender nonconforming a year ago. And I don't use that label anymore, but because I mentioned it earlier and like, it was like a week later I was running and it's fucking 99 degrees Satan's goddamn taint out here in New York City. Like I'm wearing spandex shorts, a sports bra, no shirt, sweating profusely because I'm a person who sweats now. It's horrible. And some guy in a van, I shit you the motherfuck not, is in the middle of the street like, no stop signs anywhere in sight. We are in between blocks. He slows down, sticks his whole fucking half body out a window to holler at me. And I'm just, I literally stopped running and stared at him and gave him double middle fingers and was just like, go, 
the fuck away and it was such like a, this grounding moment after this euphoric week of like people coming out of the woodwork like people I hadn't talked like hadn't spoken to in a year and a half like liking this Instagram post showing solidarity like showing support people commenting it was such an amazing experience like my first week and like a month or so prior like some of my closest friends had started using they them pronouns for me and like people really pushing me in a good way to try and get there and like like I'm so grateful for those people who like immediately where I was like this is a thing I th- I'm thinking about like my friend Zach who composed our theme music was like I'm gonna start using they them for you and if you want me to stop I will but like it seems like you just need a little push in the right direction and I was like oh yeah <laughs> and he did and I was just like oh my god so I, like like months of so supportive so incredible and then I'm just like running in Brooklyn and got hollered at by some guy who literally put half of his body out of his window while he was driving I'm not even kidding I wish I was kidding and I was like great (laughs) this is such a good this is such a good reminder (laughs) I had some very similar some very similar experiences in that like I'm this same community of people and like they all knew this this guy beforehand like they've been friends they grew up together so they know each other very well and they're you know all comfortable in that way which is great um but they met me like as a a, you know i'm pretty sure introduced me as like this is a they you know they're a they them you 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 refer to them that way or like else and is very good about like correcting um and it's so sweet, um, but they're, like, really the only community of people I have that do it because I told, you know, I, I said in the first episode, I told everybody yeah. once. I told all of my friends one time. Um, and a lot of them don't do it anymore. And if I asked them, they immediately would, and they would be probably upset that they had not been doing it. Yeah. Um, which is why I haven't asked them, uh, which is its own issue. But so, um, you know, this community of people had really met me this way. They're very, it's not even a big deal anymore, which is wild. It's so nice. Um, You know, there was a certainly a transition period. (laughs) Haha, transition period. Um, (laughs) There was certainly a transition period of, you know, everybody getting used to it or whatever. But like, for the most part, they just do it, which is different than any other sphere of people in my life. And it's incredible. Um, It feels so, so, so good. So I had started getting, you know, closer with them probably about a year ago. And at the same point, I had moved, I had been living in Burlington for a year at that point, um, and I loved to take walks. I love to take really long walks. Um, and regardless of what I was wearing or if I yeah. had makeup on or not or whatever, um, about a year ago, um, I started getting catcalled more aggressively than I ever have in my entire <laughs> life. Right. And I don't know if it's that like I was just comfortable in my body and so I was wearing whatever or like what. But like it really knocks some perspective back into you that you can be feeling really good and out there and however you feel that day. And that's not how the rest of the world sees you. Yeah. And it's like. How do we kill everyone else no i'm just kidding i'm not kidding i'm not kidding uh i am kidding been watching a lot of hannibal over the last three days and let (laughs) me tell you i would like mads mickelson to walk me around on a leash 
Uh, this man. Pew, 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 pew. What speaking, a statement. Speaking of the cis men. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So, yeah, no, it's just like you can't help, you can't control it. Like, what I found the most interesting, something about living in Queens is, um, a story for another time but like my grandmother was Mexican so my father was half therefore I'm a quarter technically I mean I think there's a lot of logistical I don't think it's that straightforward but um, I live in a predominantly uh, Central American diaspora in New York City Um, and the men here are all my size and this is like this is sort of where I was we've had this conversation yeah this is sort of where I was starting with like with people seeing making a judgment about you based on your hair or your body type like like I'm five feet tall I can talk all I want about the kind of man that I am and the kind of man I can be and like I have a whole masculine persona, which we'll get into at some other point. He is 6'3", uh, but I am not. I am five feet tall, and part of like part of my challenge with my like with my potentially trans manness, but also more just my current non-binary identity is like I'm small. Like I'm a small guy, and I do, like you, you, that's really I forget. And then uh, you, but then like we, the, we often have our arms around each other, and I'm on top. <laughs> yeah, or like I don't know. Even like being in high school honors band we would stand up and people would be like oh you don't seem that small and I'd be like cool I'm gonna go kill myself now I'm gonna go drown myself in trumpet spit like please kill me (laughs) so I live in I live in this neighborhood and uh a lot of the men around here like are petite a lot of the women are petite and so it's like it's really weird to see a reflection of that in this neighborhood and like I'm so I had really short hair for a long time I'm growing it out I want to shave the back and like anytime I see a guy walking down Roosevelt Avenue who's like kind of petite and he's wearing track shorts and he's got like a, a bottom shave I'm just like yo bro can I take your picture because I'm just trying to pass on a Roosevelt Avenue I was walking over from the gym this winter and I was wearing like a long camel coat my Adidas track pants and like some boots and a woman in the store I was buying grape burritas and the woman in the bodega was like I poppy and I was like I've never felt so validated in my entire life yeah I'm coming home from planet fitness on Roosevelt Avenue buying grape burritas and a woman just called at me like I, I'm so, I've never been happier in my time. I'm pretty life. sure you sent me a picture of yourself drinking said grape burrita at my behest. Also, I induced grape burrita. Oh, absolutely! It was absolutely something that we had been talking about. Um, but you sent a picture of it that said like 2020, we're whoever the fuck we want. <laughs> <laughs> I have a screenshot of it. 
Um, I can pull it up. It was so funny because that, like, I saw Ariana like three days later, and she was like, "You're really into graperitas these days," and I'm like, "No, I just posted the same selfie on three different social media platforms <laughs> because a woman hollered at Good. me in a bodega, and it was so validating." Excellent. It made me feel incredibly good about myself as a masculine entity in this world. And like, well, that kind of comes back to the idea of like giving into these stereotypes. I was trying to explain this to someone who I think was a cis dude and we were probably in flagrante. Uh, But I was like, I feel myself to be a very mass, like stereotypical masculine presence. And I usually, when I'm dating women, date more feminine or femme-presenting women. D- typically, I mean, I, I don't have a ton of dating experience. I mean, as, as big as my game is that I talk, like, I haven't had a ton of queer... I love your game. <laughs> Thank you. I haven't had a ton of queer relationships. Um, uh, on the record, photo of a graperita, quote... In 2020, we're fucking fine being our dipshit selves. <laughs> End quote. And now we have a podcast. And now we have a podcast. Continue. Uh, yeah. So, and I think the response from this person was like, okay, so you like being the man, a man, but you like yeah. to re- like reverse the gender, you know? And I was like, Yeah, I mean, that's not a very nuanced way of thinking about it, but, like, I do find myself slipping into those, like, 1950s, like, I want to come home from the office, I want to take off my bespoke suit, I want a martini and my woman waiting, and we're going to cook dinner together, and then we're going to bone on the couch, and it's going to be fucking hot as hell, and, like, that's the kind of life I want, but, like, it's very silly. It's not real. It's not. It's not silly. Um, Thank you. I don't think that's silly at all. I hope whatever you want works out. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. And I mean that sincerely, however flip that may have sounded. (laughs) Um, But I, um, only because I'm trying to remember my talking points, I also very similarly run into a problem that, like, (sighs) we've mentioned my pride before. Um, (laughs) Jay just did a spit take absolutely mm-hmm. just spit out water mm-hmm. um <clears throat> that Correct. um i really love to be brave and tough and strong and that makes me feel good and that very often bumps up against the physicality that i am a mm. very small uh-huh. female presenting person i'm so ready um, to fight all the time but i would get my ass kicked by literally any human being on this planet so i'm so small to fight <laughs> constantly and i make threats all of the time and i am a very small and much stronger than i have been in the past but like a very small and recently like slight person um uh, and it would not end well <laughs> would not end well for me as much as i would you know feel like i'm a six foot tall dude there's a story i tell that um <laughs> For the longest time, I thought um, Ben and I were the same height. Uh, Are you A, he has has a slouching problem. B, I was like, yeah, we're the same height. And he was like, I'm 6'1". I'm 5'6". I wish I could capture on on the podcast the 
I just freaked out. I literally just lunged at my webcam <laughs> because I am out of control, this, out of my mind, shocked. And at some point I was like, I'm your height. And he was like, no. And I was like, yeah, look. And he was like, no. That's so funny. And it broke me. Um, but I very often run into the problem that I act like I'm a very large man. Yeah. Um, and I'm not. Um, and also I had run into the circling back to like, do I want to be them? Do I want to be with them? Yeah. Had often run into the fact um, that if I was working out very, very regularly and eating well and like not even in the shape that I'm in now, but if I was ever to be like very aggressively in shape, probably close enough now. I like as a human have very physically large hip bones yeah. Um, the, the ratio from my waist to my hip is large. Um, and if I could f- cut them off somehow, I would have my, like, dream 17-year-old boy who does nothing but drink Slurpees and smoke weed body. Yeah. Um, which is the, the guy I always wanted to be. <laughs> the guy I've been trying to fuck my whole life. <laughs> Um, I love fucking guys who are skinnier than I am. Like, no joke. Uh, no shame. That's like... Well, that was really skinny, but he was too muscly that it made me feel, like, bad. But uh, had I been, like, physically able to, like, shave off probably, like, two inches on yeah. each side of my big-ass hip bones, um, that's the other thing I hate. Uh, every once in a while, an older woman will be like, you have a child-bearing hips, and it makes me want to I would throw die. up. I would literally me- actually puke on the street. It makes me want to literally physically die. I can't. Um, I would not I be able to handle to be that. A pretty flat-chested person. Yeah. Um, me too. Who happens to wear, you know, pretty? I don't wear a binder, but I wear not, uh, you know, a regular bra either. Yeah. Go for some soft fabric that's usually pretty compressing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to look like uh, a teen boy who does nothing but smoke weed, which is pretty much well, what I am. But are you game to like keep going? I have I have a little while left in me. OK, what you didn't hear just now that we edited out is a conversation about where we want this conversation to go next. We are going to table a conversation about bodies for a later date because I want to talk about the trauma of puberty. I have a lot to... That's where... That's, we, that's a whole nother hour. We've already only, almost been going for two. Uh, so... That's at least an hour. I have a lot yeah. to say about bodies um, in many different ways. So we'll table that. Then I won't take it where I was thinking... To, yeah, so the, like, just seeing bodies that you want to have. And for me, that's always been male and female bodies and i think part of it is like the non-binary i i don't like playing into the non-binary stereotype of like a white slim shaved head androgynous person because i feel awful that that is what i would like yeah exactly like there are so many ways of being non-binary but i also like want to look like that and i think part of that is like pushing up against my height in a really serious way I've always been really self-conscious about my height and I think it's like why I've become an athlete like once I started running regularly and really 
leaning into the physicality of my body. It's made me feel safer in it in general, uh, more grounded in my body as a non-binary person and less like, oh my God, I look down at my tits and I'm just like, what in the fuck is going on here? Like, and that's, a, you know, a part of a later conversation, but I finally feel comfortable in my body, but also I run 30 miles a week and also like have been starving myself to death since I was 15. And also like now that I'm alone, especially I can like appreciate my body someday, some days and not appreciate it other days. And like, but it's always sort of in the direction of androgyny and maybe it's because the only models of androgyny we have are like that white skinny Calvin Klein undies shit and like the problem is like I know women who look like that who identify as women that's I'm not and they're as far as I know not misgendering the person in particular that I'm thinking about but like like I know people they're so they're really hot and I just like I want to be I want to be seen in the way that I choose. And as I sort of started this whole conversation is like, I want that to be outside of gender. And the only way to do that is to be flexible. But like, I have an athletic body. I have an extra small sized waist, but I wear a medium and anything for ass down because I have a medium sized athletic body in that category uh and so it's like there's only so far I can go as a five foot tall athlete and I yeah so it's like it's it's a little bit of that guilt of like that is my aspiration but also that is the expectation and that expectation can be really harmful for some people and yeah that's sort of like my cyclical thinking of like do I want that because that's all I see that's all I know do I want it because of x y and z a million other reasons that we're we're gonna record about at a different time like like you know no that's it's it's a a constant struggle of consolidating the reality of this is the body I have Mm. with this is the body I want with this is the body I'm attracted to and this is the body that society expects me to have um, versus how how I choose to identify, um, not how I choose, like how I do identify bumping up very strongly against honestly all four of those things at different points and for different reasons and some of them connecting and some of them not, Um, which we will get to, but like, yeah, I'm taking some notes. It's having a body's a fucking nightmare, man. Having a body is a nightmare. Boo, 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 boo. That's the alternate title of this podcast. No, that's got to be the title for the one that's about bodies. Yeah, true. Having a body is a nightmare. I just, no, um, I meant in general, any... this whole podcast. <laughs> true. Um, absolutely. Having a body is a nightmare. Um, <laughs> is there anything else? specifically for non-binary awareness we would like to speak to? The only, like, I'm like, I don't think we can solve this in short order, so I'm happy to, like, put this question out there and then we walk away from it. Yeah, we'll see. But, like, 
is this kind of thing just preaching to the choir? Like the the sort of point about the disclosure doc that I mentioned earlier that I wanted to make a point of saying is like, one, there's an importance of narrative that I've been thinking about a lot that I think I, I don't know. I don't know if there's an audience for it, but I may record like a 60 minute monologue about narrative and release it on our podcast feed because I can, um, only with your consent, of course. Um, but that's like, you have it. That's sort of like a, a top level category that I've been thinking about. And like, in regards to narrative, does something like this matter to anyone who isn't us? Is the importance to us overriding all of that other shit? And like, are we changing any minds by having a day? I had wanted to ask you to say more about that after seeing it in your text message because I didn't necessarily know what you meant. Um, and I'd be interested to have that conversation. I don't think that's a a now shove it in conversation. Um, yeah. I think that deserves a little bit more time. Oh, we could fit it in. Um, awesome. So, yeah, what I was thinking with that is, uh, is like, who is a day like non-binary awareness day for? Is it for us to feel validated? Is it for education purposes? Is it for... Um, for us to feel empowered to do that educating. If we have a day we can refer to, if we have those once a year resources we can share on Instagram or tweet to our family or whatever, like... I suppose, yeah, because I really only found out about it through the queer-specific publications that I follow, and then the only person I shared it with was you, um to be like yeah um (laughs) and i often feel as we earlier discussed my pride feelings that some of those things can be pandering um but um i don't know who yeah who that's for or who we're speaking to because i assume that many of our many of our listeners are our shared and separate queer friends but like I also, like like I said before, like most of my current very tight friend group is both cis and straight, and I hope that they would, you know, listen to this and hopefully glean something from it. And if you are someone we know who is yeah. not any of these identifications and, like, you want to talk to us, please do. You know, as much as we bullshit around that, like, this is not an advice podcast and it's not and we're not here to educate you um if you're a person we actually know and you want to talk about something please reach out yeah and like jesus if you're a person we don't if know you're someone we do not know I love who has you. somehow <laughs> listening to this podcast deeply deeply thank you and uh yeah i mean we can't promise you the most exquisite education if it's not someone like but and part of how i yeah i don't know if this is answering my own question but like i came out to some people at work my my close friends at work like the people i work with every day i then a couple weeks later came out to the people that i am friends with at work who aren't in my immediate division i then 
it was actually coming out day and it was two days before a company-wide sales meeting when the entire international team, it's 13 people. It's not that many people. I say it like it's super a, a corporate conglomerate, but it was 13 of us coming in internationally. Um, and I sent out an email to my team being like, hey, this is a thing. I can't go three days with you all misgendering me. So please make an effort. Here is a couple links you should look at. And like, honestly, if you have any questions, I know that I may be the only person you know who is like this. So like, please ask. And I am the kind of person who's willing to educate. Not everyone is. Not everyone has to be. Not everyone should be. And if people say, no, I'm not interested in teaching about this, you absolutely have to respect that, period. I am the kind of person who is willing to have these conversations with people. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, we may be snarky and assholes about it, but I, like, I don't know if non-binary awareness day is going to do that educating for people. It might give people a chance to ask um, questions that they don't know to ask. I'm also like not out to my whole family and not out to like, I'm, I'm not out to my family at all. Um, but us, a very, a very immediate thought I'm having and like I've thought about this a little bit before, but like us having these conversations is the both the deepest and the most open like I've been able to talk about this with anybody because for the most part yeah. in an effort to be supportive, everyone who I have come out to has asked no questions at all. Um, which is also fine. Like if you just want to be like, yes, mm, we're yeah. here. We back you. We will call you what what you ask. Like, yeah. thank you from the bottom of my heart. But also like if you have questions, you can ask me a question. The worst yeah. thing I'll do is say like, not right now. Um, but I would love to talk about it. Um, I, you know, as a, and as I've said yeah. two or three times before on here, I feel like a lot of people I know are, you know, not as far deep in as I am, but like probably a little bit feeling something um i would love i would love to talk about it it feels so nice to be able to be like oh yes i'm non-binary and to me that means this um as opposed to just not Mm. talking about it at all which is the majority of the way i spend my time um and i don't know that i would have identified it as like being in the closet or whatever but like it's not something i talk about really ever and that again butts up with sometimes it's none of your fucking business but if you're someone i care about and we have that kind of relationship like let's talk let's do it yeah um i want to end this definitely two-parter um by just quickly talking about another podcast that i really like it's called neat with an exclamation point it is um uh at least well so definitely one non-binary they them host uh and they're a very good friend um and they just talk about booze and a history of booze and it's just a delight to listen to because the two of them love each other so much they're the bestest of friends the content is super interesting and they make cocktails on their youtube channel uh so it's a video podcast component Um, i'm still kind of working my way through the backlog um they've 
done about a year of episodes, I think. And it's really, really, really great. You can find them at Neat Boozecast on Instagram and Twitter. So before we wrap up, thank you to Litmatch Productions for having us on the network. Thank you to Lee Eve Corbett for designing our logo. Thank you, Zach Jackson, for composing our theme music. Um, check out Lit Match and all the other shows on the network. Um, it's been a huge motivating factor on getting this project started. So we are so, 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 so grateful uh, for them and their team. Uh, that is the last little bits from me. Take us out, my friend. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and as we mentioned far far earlier at the beginning of the pod uh we will be setting up a spotify channel profile uh for free live cams and uh we will link it in the show notes i have am in the midst of assembling a playlist for this very episode um and for our takeout today we will be listening to uh non-binary banger of the ages the killers somebody told me all right are we ready to stop yeah uh do we have any other do you want to do a last time you had a cute like post music outro uh i record uh i'll record that after the fact i think if we need it i'm very into just a fine surprise that works for me three two one